Hi, everyone. Thank you so much for joining us today for Stretch Conversations. To learn more about Stretch and what we're doing, you can visit www.stretchforwomen.org or follow us on Instagram at stretchforwomen. I hope you enjoy today's conversation. Hi, everybody. So each week we ask a question to help get you thinking. This week's question is, what is one expectation you have of God that he has not met? This question got probably the most responses we've ever had on the stretch question. There were 21 comments plus like 13 or 14 side comments. Like it was crazy. Um, so obviously this is something that a lot of people can relate to. Um, and we just wanted to give Deshaun space to talk about it, um, about her view of expectations. Um, so we do have some questions. We have one question. The first question is this conversation going is what it, what is wrong with having expectations of God, of friends, or of family? That is a really good question. Um, and technically, there's nothing wrong with having expectations. Oh, good job. Great. Great question. Um, it, it all goes back to what our expectations are and have they been communicated. So starting off with expectations of God, it's absolutely God wants us to have expectations of us. In the Bible, he tells us to test him. And, you know, when he's talking about giving and generosity, he says, test me and, um, you know, whatever, I'll open up a window of heaven and pour out. Y'all know what it says. Um, and so um, we should have expectations. But what happens a lot, of time, a lot of times is that our expectations are based on our own reality, our own understanding and our own truth. So the Bible also says, don't lean on your own understanding um, but in all your ways, acknowledge him and he will direct your path. So our expectations for, uh, that we have of God should be based on the word and what he has said. Not how we've interpreted the word, not how we believe the word to be, but what he said. So I expect God to um, be near to me when I'm brokenhearted. Because in his word, he says he's near to the brokenhearted. So when my heart is broken, I can expect that God will be there. I can expect God to... Um, delivering from my enemies. I can expect God to be my provider. I can expect there are certain things that I can have expectations for because he's said it. Now, if he hasn't said it, then, then me holding expectations uh, um, on him, all I'm going to do is end up resentful, disappointed, hurt, um, thinking that God's not good, that he's not gracious, all this stuff. Um, and so, uh, and what happens, and I remember... Um, some months ago, maybe about a year ago now, I was really disappointed with God because I felt like what he said, he didn't do. And so I had expectations that were not met. And those expectations were my life in ministry, my life in relationship. And um, I felt like God had promised me all of these things and none of them were coming to pass. As a matter of fact, in that season, I was losing everything. And so then I had to sit down and really, okay, God, what did you say? because I know that you don't go back on your word. So what did I say? Or what did you say? And he just reminded me of the promises that he made me. And one of those promises was that he wouldn't allow any of my past experiences or pain to go to waste. Well, I took that as, oh, I'm gonna be a preacher. So then I have this expectation of God that he's gonna open this door for me to be able to preach and tell my story. And that's not what God said. What he said is it won't go to waste. And guess what? It hasn't gone to waste. I've been able to use those experiences and that pain to drive me as a mother, as a friend, as a wife. And so 
um, taking away this idea that when God says something, we automatically put our own um, thought process into what he's actually saying, as opposed to just taking him for his word. Um, so that's with God. Now, when it comes to others, a lot of times what happens is we place expectations on people, sometimes without us even realizing it. Um, and we never, ever, ever express what the expectation is. And so it's, all, it's, it's very much like buying a broom and expecting it to operate like a mop. It's insane. It's impossible. And it's, un, it's an unfair and unrealistic expectation to place on someone. And then once again, you're left with disappointment, with resentment. A lot of marriages fail because of unspoken expectations and unrealistic expectations. Friendships fall apart because there's unrealistic expectations. Sometimes it's not just a matter of not speaking the expectation, but why do you even have that expectation? So mm -hmm. one, of the, um, one of the things, you know, in, in um, my marriage, I've, I've talked about this before, but, but Ivan has a pretty sarcastic um, sense of humor. And for me, that sarc sarcasm is very demeaning. And so my expectation was that when you speak to me, you're, you're going to speak to me with respect and sarcasm is disrespectful. Well, I never communicated that expectation. Not only that, but that is an unrealistic expectation based on my own past experiences. So because I felt like my voice had always been shut down and I felt that I was never respected and I had trauma as a child when it came to me vocalizing what was important and what mattered to me. Now, when he's doing something that just comes natural to him, that really isn't a problem. Now it's offensive towards me and it's an expectation that I have that he don't do it. That is an unrealistic expectation. It is absolutely unfair for me to hold him to something simply because of my own experiences and my, the way that I operate and how it triggers me. And so um, expectations, are, they are kind of like a, a good signal to figure out what's going on in our own personal hearts. And so taking an inventory, it's not, the it's not having expectations that are bad because the truth is I expect that my husband will honor and respect me when, he, when he's outside away from me. I expect that my husband's not going to cheat on me. I ex like there are certain things, certain expectations that I have that are healthy expectations. Um, but those expectations, I need to make sure I'm communicating. Even the ones we think are common knowledge, we should be communicating. Um, but go ahead, Rhea. How do you distinguish between healthy expectation and um, unrealistic expectation? If in my mind, like I... I may have this unrealistic expectation that I think is healthy because I don't know that that's attached to brokenness. It's just like, I, I haven't yet seen that it's unhealthy. And how do you differentiate or like? So I think that's why I was saying that um, expectations are a great window into what's happening within our soul. And it takes a minute to actually, um, that takes like growth and maturity and actually going through the process of understanding that you're placing, understanding the whole expectation game. Mm. And so when you realize anytime you enter into a relationship, it's an expectation. So with you and Kimmy, um, if the dishes aren't done and you're upset, the reason you are upset is because you had an expectation that was not met. Mm. Now, 
before you vocalize and express and become, you know, it's like because expect expectations, unmet expectations breed disappointment. And so before you get to the point of disappointment, actually sitting down and doing some self-evaluation, learning how to get really aware with how you're feeling and ask yourself like, okay, is this uh, a healthy expectation that I have and has it been communicated? Now, if it has not been communicated, then it is unrealistic expectation, period, immediately. Uh, Non-communicated expectations are unrealistic because someone can't read your mind. Absolutely. Absolutely. Great doctrine to think. That's good. So I think just my next question would be, when you've you've gotten to that place of recognizing I have unmet expectations, I have unrealistic expectations, I have healthy expectations. Um, what what then do we do with releasing expectations and how does that play into um, releasing expectations and forgiveness takes a whole lot of mercy. Um, and it's it's not something um, that you're going to wake up and be like, oh, you know what, I'm going to release all expectations and go on with the rest of your life living great and grand. It is an everyday in the moment process realizing, oh, wait a minute, I'm upset right now because I'm holding you to an expectation that one, I haven't communicated or two, is extremely unhealthy um, and, and unrealistic. And so um, getting, to, um, getting to, to the place where you're um, be able to acknowledge that, but then um, learning to have, I mean, really, it's just mercy. Like, love covers a multitude of sin. And I swear that has been a verse that has been replaying in my head over and over and over this week. Um, even in dealing with my marriage, like, being in quarantine is rough. <laughs> like, it's all beautiful and nice to be able to have this much time with your family and getting to know each other. But y'all be getting on each other's nerves. Like, it's real. And so I've been repeating over and over and over again, Love covers a multitude of sin. Love covers a multitude of sin. Love covers a multitude of sin. And so, um, one, acknowledging that my expectations are based on my own personal experience, nothing else. They're based on my experience. If I expect someone to do something, that is because my past experiences have kind of shifted me or geared me to believe that that should be done. You have someone who has been raised completely different. That is not their experience. And so first understanding that gives you the grace and the mercy that you need to release the expectation and realize that it's actually me. I'm the one that needs to go before God. I'm the one that needs him to search my heart and to kind of uncover anything that is unclean in there. Um, because for some reason, I am getting frustrated because I have an expectation of someone that isn't that that um, is unrealistic or that I am too afraid to communicate. So if I'm communicating my expectations like, you know, hey, hey, husband, um, I would love it if you would tell me that I look pretty every day because I'm feeling real janky in this quarantine, <laughs> you know, and so I set that expectation. Now, if he doesn't do it, then we can have further conversations. But most people, when they love you and you provide an exit, like, hey, this is this is kind of what I need from you. They're, they're going to try to do it. They're going to give their best to do it. And so a lot of grace and a lot of mercy. And then mercy and forgiveness go hand in hand. I'm a firm believer that forgiveness is not, um, you know, we often say forgiveness is for you, not the other person. Um, and you forgive, but don't forget. I, 
kind of believe differently in that you forgive and you forget and forgiveness is for the other person because if you look at the root of forgiveness where it comes from from Jesus Christ himself when he forgives us he's not forgiving us so that he can live free and be free of whatever we did to him he's forgiving us because of us and he doesn't that's so Jesus good. doesn't forgive and remember the Bible says that our sins are cast into the sea of forgetfulness. So then how much more should we be willing or striving to um, have that same heart where it's like, man, I'm going to forgive and I'm going to forget. And not only that, but I'm also going to, I'm going to release you of the debt. I'm going to release you of the expectation that I have for you to be something that I've conjured up in my head for you to be. Um, and I'm going to do this not because I want to be released, but I'm going to do this because I want you to be released. I want you to be set free from the expectations of others. Because all of us, we all walk around frustrated because we're held to other people's expectations, but yet we hold people to expectations. Um, so, so those are the two, though, grace and mercy are really, really huge. And really understanding, like, if you're going to get into forgiveness, it's, you're forgiving and forgetting, and you're forgiving for the other person, not just for you. Right. That's really good. That when you were talking about, you know, releasing the expectation, releasing the debt, um, I feel like we've talked about this before. It's like after I release the debt and I release the expectation and I've forgiven this person, there's still like this unspoken expectation that they're going to do something different next time. <laughs> that, I think that's attention too. Um, for a lot of people dealing with forgiveness, it's like, okay, I forgave you. Now do better. <laughs> how would you how would you deal with that tension? I mean, um, I would say hold yourself to the same standard that you're gonna hold anybody else to. Um, so the reality of it is, is once again, you're not forgiving. Um, you don't forgive someone to receive something in a, in, in return. And we've also talked about reconciliation. A lot of times we forgive with the expectation that the relationship will be reconciled or repaired or whatever. Um, Jesus reconciles. He has reconciled us back to God and he will reconcile us back to each other. Mm. Um, and so um, my, my job is to forgive as if it never happened. And this, and this is practice. This is not... This is not something that we ever, like, I don't, I don't know if we ever arrive at a place where this becomes perfection for us, but it's something that we work towards daily, where it's like, I am forgiving with the sole intent to see you as if you've never done anything wrong. That's my heart. That is my heart's desire, is that when I, when I forgive you, I am now releasing you of the debt, which means I no longer see what happened. I'm seeing you through a clean lens really good. that is good and it's something a concept that I've really struggled with because it's like I think in doing that I'm not going to feel the feelings of resentment or of anger or frustration so it's like I forgiven I forgiven but then when another situation happens and that feeling comes back up like recognizing that it's a constant daily practice yeah. in that moment I have to now actionably lay that down and say, even though the emotions are of resentment or of anger, I have forgiven. And in faith, I'm walking this out. Yeah. Lay that down with that emotion. Um, and so it's really, even still, it's hard for me to not even be frustrated with myself that, like, I haven't been able to do that. Like, just get mm -hmm. over 
feel the feelings of it. Yeah. Um, but like in faith, walking that out with God to know that he is taking me through a process of healing, but that doesn't change the fact that I can forgive in the moment. Yeah. But yeah. it's him for sure. Yeah. Yeah. That's it's not, I mean, if it were easy guys, everybody would be doing it. But one of the hardest things to do is for us to do is to forgive. Um, and so, you know, it's just that what we're aiming for, that's what we're striving for. That's the way that Jesus does it. And so that's what we, where we want to arrive to. Yeah. So good. Um, I want to kind of shift back towards the Lord. Mm-hmm. Um, this was kind of like theme through the comments. Um, and then we also, I would say, our personal lives. It's always funny. These questions are like right what we're going through how do we heal through disappointment with god or others um i think to heal through disappointment um you just keep going and so one acknowledging you know um i think last week um you had posted something about um our anger is not too much for god um and it really isn't like us being frustrated and angry it's not too much for god um and so being able to sit in the disappointment um, acknowledging the disappointment, even with others, whether it's with God or with others, being able to sit and acknowledge the disappointment um, and then being very honest about why the disappointment is there. And so um, this isn't, you know, it's like you got to we got to get out of placing blame. And so I'm disappointed because you did this. or I'm disappointed because God did this or God didn't do this. No, I'm disappointed because I expected X, Y and Z and it didn't happen. And so shifting the dialogue so that um, we're able to actually process in a healthy way and realize I placed unrealistic or um, unspoken expectations on you. Um, and because those weren't met, now I'm disappointed. So in reality, I mean, the truth of it is we're disappointing ourselves. Um, but to heal from that, you've got to be honest with you. Like, you got to sit in it. And so a lot of times what we want to do is we want to brush off the disappointment because as Christians, we shouldn't be disappointed. We should be full of joy and happy all the time and really excited about salvation and what the Lord is doing. And while yes, there is truth to that, the honest truth is we're human beings with real emotions. And when disappointment sets in, we need to be able to sit in that and to sit with God in that. He's big enough to come through and to remind us, hey, I know you're disappointed because you thought this was what I was going to do, but let me remind you of what I actually said. And what he actually says he's going to do is so much more fulfilling than what we believe it to be. So someone wanting to go into the entertainment field, God says, I'm going to give you a platform to represent me um, like no other platform before. And immediately we think, oh man, God's going to make me an actor. And then we never become an actor and now we're disappointed. We, if we take that disappointment and actually sit with it with God in that, then what he does is he'll remind us of what he actually said. So what he actually said is he's going to give you a platform. And so then you're encouraged by the, the actual word and you're able to pick up and move forward. When it comes to people, communication is key. So if, if, you, if we have an unspoken expectation of someone, speak it. Let them know. Sit down. Don't make it their problem. It's not their problem. It's not my, my needs are not my husband's problem. They're my needs. And if my needs aren't being met, that is, and I haven't communicated them, that is my, it's not his. So when we sit down to discuss them, I can't tell him, 
hey, you're not doing this. And whenever you do this, it, it, like I can't take my emotions and place them on him as if they're his responsibility. That's unfair. Um, and so remembering that and communicating what the expectation is. Um, and sometimes, a lot of times what will happen is if you're communi communicating what the expectation is and it's an unrealistic expectation, the other person will let us know it's an unrealistic expectation because they won't have any clue on how to meet that expectation. Like, I don't know, I don't know what you want from me. And it may end up in an argument, but that's why it takes growth and maturity, um, allowing yourself to be stretched, allowing yourself to grow. So then that way um, you can have those honest conversations with each other, with people expressing what your expectations are. And then um, you're able to communicate whether or not they, now if they're not being met, that's another conversation. But that's really how to heal through both of those dynamics. Makes total sense. I had a question about kind of retroactive, like processing like childhood expectations that haven't been met. I feel like, like I'm definitely in a space of processing things that happened 25 years ago. Um, and even with people that are past now. So how would you, like if you're not able to speak to that person or you're speaking to an expectation that wasn't met at seven years old, like mm -hmm. that look like? That is a really good question. This is a process. So my, my mom, um, I had growing up expectations of her, which were expectations that you should have of a mother for her to care for you and to love you and to provide for you. Um, and they were unmet expectations, which left me very disappointed and very angry with her for a very long time. So I went through the whole forgiveness process, um, really got to the place in my heart only by the grace of God. It was the Lord himself that really repaired my heart and allowed me to forgive her. Um, and once I had forgiven her, though, um, I still hadn't dealt with the expectations. So then those expectations began to trickle down into every other area of my life. So um, I thought I would find it hard. And this is something that some of these things we've recently discovered in our time in there in marriage counseling, um, where I'm like realizing how difficult it is for me to rely on another human being and to trust that they're going to care for me because of the lack of my, my mother not meeting those expectations. Um, and so I think um, one of the things that I did, though, with my mother is I wrote her um, I wrote her a letter, but I realized that nothing I could say about what happened in my childhood would um, change what happened. Mm -hmm. And the truth is, is that she did the absolute best she could. And so believing the Bible tells us to believe um, in um, all good, like to believe in good, all the good things and what is pure, what is lovely. Like those are the things that we think on and, and whatever y'all know. Um, <laughs> but um, I, so believing that she did her absolute best, every person that we are coming across, every single person that we're in relationship with, we have to believe that they are doing their absolute best. You have to believe that. Otherwise, you might as well give them now because anytime they do something wrong, their intentions are wrong, their intentions, their motive is bad, they're bad people, it's evil, we're never gonna get healed. But if you truly believe that every person is doing the absolute best that they can, then it becomes a lot easier to um, kind of um, learn to let them go. So you let them go. Um, the, the problem is though, is that the trauma that has been built up remains with you. 
So that's a process and a journey that you go on with God. It's you and the Lord, you and him. And he will um, reveal those things to you. He'll begin to mend them. He'll continue to send people into your life to speak um, against the lies that were spoken to you. He'll bring people in to show you what love really is, what compassion is. That's what he's done for me. And so I can't go back and repair. My mom can't repair what she did wrong. And God knows that. And so he set me up to meet people along the way who could repair the damage that was done by her, all the while giving me the, um, um, really the grace that I need to release her and to love her. And so a few years ago, I wrote her a letter. Um, and in the letter, I didn't mention anything about what happened in, our, in my childhood. Um, but what God showed me was that her um, childhood was traumatic and what she experienced was painful. Um, and there was no one there to protect her. There was no one there to love her, to comfort her, to tell her how beautiful and loved she was. And so I took the time in that letter to do that and, and to let her know, like, hey, mom, I am releasing you of whatever I feel like you owe me. Um, and I want you to know that you are loved, that I love you. And, and even more than that, that God loves you more than I ever could. Um, and that, that moment allowed God to then come in and start to reverse kind of the damage that had been done growing up. So good. Dude. Yeah. You knocking on our, our door. <laughs> Y'all be here like. Um, so yeah, we really appreciate you answering these difficult questions. Um, we have not really that much time left, but there was a question on the comments that we really wanted to get your perspective on. Um, someone said that they felt burdened by not meeting God's expectation of them more than mm. us. And we didn't want to like pass that without asking you. So what's your perspective? <laughs> Dude, you know, um, so um, Pastor Julian, who's the pastor of our church, has said multiple times that um, God thinks so highly of you that he thought there's a, there's a scripture in the Bible where Jesus says, is it, it is better for me to go um, so that the Holy Spirit can come upon you and y'all do y'all work. So the Lord himself thought so highly of me that he thought it was better for him to go back to heaven and me to be here. Mm. That right there, that thought in itself, that the, there is no expectation that God has of me other than for me to be his. That's it. His only expectation of me is for me to be his daughter. And even if there's no performing in that, that is literally just being. And so for any of us who feel like I'm not meeting God's expectations, really what's happening is we're being fed lies that aren't from the Lord, of what's, of what's expected of us. And that is not of God. God has no expectations of us other than for us to be his sons and daughters. Um, and the beauty is, is that God thinks so highly of us um, that he chose, that he thought it was a better idea that he go back to heaven and, and we stay here. Um, and, and even just personally um, thinking about one of the things I've been thinking about um, and just being challenged with being a mom and like, man, am I doing this right? Am I, am I, we're always questioning our worth and whatnot. And 
um, something that kind of dropped inside of me that I believe God spoke was that, hey, I like I I trusted like I trust you with my child. How highly of you must I think? How how wonderful must I think of you to give you this? this this child to entrust this child to you and so even think about that in things that god has called us to and he's allowed us to do how highly does he must he think of you in order to give you um this group of women to care for how highly must he he could use any one um he chooses to he could use anything he chooses to he could do it himself Yet he thinks so highly of you and I that he said, nope, it is better for you to do it than for me to do it myself. And so understanding like, man, there is no more valuable that we can become. That is the ultimate level of value right there that you're better at. It's more, it, people will be more blessed by you doing this than Jesus doing it himself. Well, thank you, Deshaun. <laughs> you guys are very welcome. We'll be back next week with Jamaica Henderson. It's going down. So awesome. Oh, my goodness. Y'all don't miss that. Jamaica's amazing. <laughs> Thank you so much, Deshaun. Yeah. Love you guys. Love you so much. Bye, everybody. Okay. Bye.